0: Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. That doesn't compute with us. That you can do everything right but still end up with something wrong. But the thing was, God did want to answer their prayers. But it just was not that time. Because he was about to give them something that was out of the norm. Something bigger. And something out of the norm, something bigger, requires more time. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, Kingdom Rock, let's welcome our online community that are gathering us, gathering with us. Hello, everybody, online. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We pray that you'll be blessed and inspired with the Word of God today. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so in uh, Luke, the first chapter, Luke, the first chapter, uh, we've been talking for the last three weeks about believing, well, more than that really, about believing or not, believe it or not, and how in this last season, in this, um, these last years or this last time or the end times, The Holy Spirit is going to use people or operate, shall I say, operate supernaturally in the lives of people who are confident in his strength and not their own, confident in his ability and not their own. In these last days, you will see that God will not cause many call, many mighty, many noble Many strong, he will call the weak to confound the wise. And you'll see here today in the text in the text of Luke, and this is a very familiar text of Scripture, often it is given around Christmas time. What a coincidence. You'll see this here that what God needed more than anything was not your ability, but your availability. We are masters at counting ourselves out, at disqualifying ourselves based on our own ability. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're masters at doing that. But it is, remember, it is your weakness that qualifies you to receive God's strength. It is your weakness that will qualify you to receive God's strength. Let me say, say that again. It is your weakness that will qualify you to receive the strength of God remember when you say, I can't, God always says, I can, I can. All right. So as the Lord unravels our strength in this new, this new season, this new year, as he unravels your strength, just like the yarn ball, as he unravels your strength in this new year, there'll be things in you that will say, oh, stop, stop, stop. I don't want to be out front. Oh, stop, stop, stop. I'm exposed. I want to go back in the dark. I want to go back in the cave. Stop, stop, stop. I might be embarrassed. Stop, stop, stop. I might stink. Let me go back. Let me go back. But God, like He did Lazarus, is calling forth a generation of people. He's saying, Come forth, come out. He's not rolling away the stone. The stone is already rolled away. And he's saying, it's time to come out. It's time to come out. For years we have allowed fear to hold us back in the cave. What would people say? What would people think? "Uh, I don't have enough education. I don't know enough of this. I don't know enough of that. I'm ignorant and unlearned. The Lord said, That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. He wants to empower you with his spirit. He's got the ability. All he needs is to match that up with your availability. He's got the ability. Let him use your availability. Make yourself available. Amen? So one of the biggest struggles that you will have in this new year is not fighting the devil. It's fighting you. Is you overcoming those old weaknesses, those old things that stopped you before, it's kind of like the, the old story of the elephant, you know, how they train the elephants. you heard about all that before, but somebody may not have heard it, so I'm going to say it anyway. When elephants, when elephants are young, when they're babies, they tie them up with a little rope, and, and they uh, tie one half of the rope, of course, around the elephant's neck or body, and they drive a stake in the ground and they tie the other end of the rope to the stake in the ground. And that little baby elephant pulls and pulls and pulls and tries to get away. But he realizes that he cannot get away from this rope. He can't. So he just stops pulling. And so as the elephant begins to grow, he's, he's grown from baby, from you know, adolescence. And now he's an, an adult. But because he has learned that he cannot break this rope, he doesn't try anymore. And so the trainers always tie him with that exact same rope. And now it is no longer really the rope that binds him, but the memory, the memory of I can't break free that binds him. Surely this elephant now has enough strength to push over cars and and everything else easily break through this. But it is not the strength of the rope, but the strength of the memory that binds him to the pole. The memory, the memory of I tried this before and it wouldn't work. I tried this before and I failed. I tried this before and they laughed at me. I tried this before and they talked about me. I tried this before. It didn't work then. I don't think it's gonna work now. It's not the strength of the rope. It's the strength of the memory, the memory. One of the hardest things that you will have to endure in this year is breaking free of the memory of what was. When God is empowering you now with what is. You didn't have him then, but you have him now. And you're strong enough now, more than strong enough now to break through that. So re- please remember that in this new season that we're about to go into, it ain't the devil that you're going to have to fight again. Fight against. Of course, he'll be part of there. Sure he'll be there. Rah, surely he'll be there. But most of that stuff is going to be here. It's going to be here. Fighting against those old things, those old demons, those old faults of I can't do this. When surely you can. So you're going to have to just make that leap of faith. Make that step of faith. I'm going. I'm going. I'm not going to be caged anymore. I'm going. If I stumble, I stumble. If I fall, I fall. But I will continue to go. A righteous man may stumble seven times, fall seven times, but he's going to get back up every time. Wicked man stumbles, falls, and he stays there. He has no desire to get up. But so, yes, sometimes you will fall. But don't let your falling determine who you are. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Hallelujah. In Luke, the first chapter, I'm going to show you just a few things here. Luke, the first chapter. And um, we can start here at verse number 26. Luke 1, verse 26. Luke 1, verse 26. But there is something else on my mind I really want to give you that's not necessarily um, there. Let me show you. Um, Luke verse one, rather Luke chapter one, Luke chapter one. and let's see here. Luke chapter one, let's go to verse number five. Luke chapter one in verse number five, you have that in your Bible. So don't worry about seeing it on the screen. You have it in your Bible. Luke chapter one, verse number five. Let me show you this first. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named um, Zacharias, right? Of the course of uh, Abba, Abba. And his wife was the daughters, rather was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. Now, we're not talking about Jesus Christ right now. We're talking about John the Baptist for a moment. So hang with me. Can you do that? All right. I want you to see this. And they were both what? Righteous before God. Say that again. They were both what? Righteous. Before God. They were both what? Righteous. Come on, say righteous three times. Righteous. 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 They were both righteous before God. Walking in what? All. Say all. All. Say all. all. Now, that's pretty big, isn't it? They were both what? Righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. And what was their last resort? Blameless. They were both righteous in the sight of God. Walk not in some, not in a few, but all the commandments of God. And the end tally of their life was they were blameless. Blameless. You got that for a second? Hold that. I want you to hold that. I want you to hold that. Look at verse number seven. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they were both now well stricken in age. What does that mean? They did everything right. But there was still something wrong in their lives. A barren woman in the Bible, back in the Bible times, was seen to be cursed. She was seen to be reproached when Elizabeth finally was with child as she's about to be, you know the, know the account. She testified, the Lord has removed the reproach from my life. You do everything right, but still you can end up with something you think is wrong. And people just like Job would say, hey, this is coming upon you because you did something wrong. Elizabeth, you don't have any children because you did something wrong. You and Zachariah did something wrong. But the Bible says that they were righteous and that they followed all the commandments of the Lord, all the commandments, and the ordin- ordinance of the Lord, and they were blameless. But still, in her 20s, no baby, 30s, no baby, 40s, no baby. 50s, no baby. 60s, no baby. Maybe she's in her 70s. She was well worth, she was well out of childbearing years. Still nothing. That doesn't compute with us. That you can do everything right, but still end up with something wrong. But the thing was, God did want to answer their prayers, but it just was not that time because he was about to give them something that was out of the norm, something bigger. And something out of the norm, something bigger, requires more time. It requires more time to put up a skyscraper than it does to put up a one-level house. You're putting up a one-level house as a foundation. In the next couple of weeks, you've got the building. Maybe a month or so, maybe two months, you've got the completed structure. But if you're putting up a skyscraper, something 50, 60 floors high, you can be digging in that ground for quite a while. No concrete will be poured for quite a while. They're going to have to dig that hole. They got to dig and dig and dig and dig. Your neighbors will come around and see and look at your life and say, I thought God was with you. Look at them. They've got the structure already up. And all I see is a hole in your life. I don't see anything. And they can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You've done everything right. Blameless. Well, what are you waiting for? Time and season. Something bigger takes more time. Did God want them to have a child? Absolutely. But this child was not like The other snotty-nosed child. This child was unique. This child would be the forerunner of Christ. This child will leave a mark on the world that could not be erased. Waiting in that season until your time comes. That sometimes can be so problematic. That's In those times, you can wave your fist before God and say, God, I've been serving you. God, I've been doing this. God, I've been doing that. But why? And really, because of what you will be carrying, it causes you to stink in front of other people. causes you to stink. You say, why don't you have this? Why don't you have that? There was a reproach on Elizabeth's life, even though she was worshiping and serving the Lord. Same thing for Hannah. There was a reproach on her life. But Hannah, there's something special about you, something special you're going to carry. You're going to carry a prophet. Your blessing is mighty. But because it's so mighty, you're going to have to wait until the set time. You say, well, Lord, I didn't ask for something mighty. But can God use you to do something mighty? He's selecting a people, listen, that's been in the shadows for a while. He's selecting a people that's been reproached. He's been selecting, he is selecting a people that have, that were not invited to the parties. A selected a people that has been tormented, that has been talked about, that has been criticized. He's selected, hand-selected a people to carry his seed. Are you hearing? Amen. Let me show you some other things. Let's, now let's go down to verse number 26. Let's go down to verse 26. Verse 26 here, again, Luke, Luke 1, verse 26 says this. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Notice this, that, that the angel Gabriel was what? Sent. The angel Gabriel was sent. Sent. Now he was also sent to uh, Zacharias. He was also sent to him, but things didn't work out too well, but we'll talk about that. But he was sent from God uh, to, to Galilee and to a place named Nazareth. Look at verse 27. Uh, to a virgin, a espoused to, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary in verse 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, hail thou that art uh, highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Now take special note to verse 29, because today really we're talking about the Lord using you Or working through your life, should I say, working through your life in such a way that it's going to confound and shock the world. We're talking about you finally becoming who you are. Verse 28 says again, it says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, or greetings, thou that art highly favored the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, verse 29. And when she saw him, take note of that, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this be. Now, I want to show you something. Keep your finger there in verse 29. Now, I want you to also go back to verse number 12, Luke 1, verse 12. Look at verse Luke 1, verse 12. This is when the angel Gabriel goes to uh, Zacharias. Verse 12, it says, when Zacharias saw him, when Zacharias saw the angel Gabriel, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. When he saw him, he was troubled and fear fell on him. When he saw him. Now that." seems to be a very reasonable fear. This angel is coming straight from the presence of the Lord. I I don't know how he looks. Maybe he's bright and shining. Maybe these wings are floating all over the place. I don't know how this angel actually looked, but when he saw him, he was afraid. When, look at that again, verse number 12, when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. The sight of him put him, uh, gave him trouble, made him fearful. Now, again, let's go back to verse number number 29, verse 28. It says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, uh, or greetings, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled. At his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Now, you might miss this, so let me help you with it. Zacharias was troubled at the sight. Mary was troubled by the word. It was the word that terrified her, not his sight. It was the word that the angel carried that she was in awe of, that she was awestruck of the word that has come from the father's presence. This is the word that has come from God almighty. And it was that word that shook her to the core. What is this word? What is this greeting? What are you saying? What is God saying about me? It is the word she had a reverence for the word of God. That's what made her afraid. That's what troubled her. Zacharias was troubled at the angel's appearance. And soon after that, he doubted the word that came from God's presence. He had no, um, he had at least in that context anyway, He had no awe of the word of God. He doubted the word that God sent through the angel. And the angel closed his mouth and said, you're going to be dumb until the child is born. Mary stood first in awe of the word. And because she stood in honor of the word, the word kept pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. Listen, the ones that God's going to use in this season are those that have Or those who stand in awe of the word of God in their lives. They hold fast to the word of God. They appreciate God's word. I'm not talking just pulpit ministry on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all every day, Saturday, every day of your life. You hold the word of God in high esteem. You fear and honor the Lord because of his word. His word holds preeminence in your life. Are you hearing Listen, it says here, and she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of, of salutation this, this should be. Verse 30, and the angel said to her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive, very big, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Shall call his name Jesus. You know, on one of our videos, someone commented, why don't you just use his name, uh, his holy name, Yeshua? And I said, well, you know, you know, that's great. It's always good to call upon the name of the Lord no matter what language you use it in. But I said, but when you're preaching the Bible, preaching from the Bible translated in English, it is customary to say the English form of his name so that there is no confusion about who you're talking about. I appreciate super saints. I really do. But let us mix this with some common sense. Hallelujah. So let's go again. And so the Bible says, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Right. And shall bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, to conceive, once you get this, to conceive means to seize. Yes. To seize, it means to, uh, to take. It means to, uh, in some cases, to arrest or capture. You're going to take this in. You're going to take this in. In other words, you're going to capture a seed. Mary, you're going to capture a seed. Now, notice the context again. It says, and behold, thou shalt conceive. Now, is that present, uh, future? or is that past? That's future. He said, thou shalt, shall, 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 meaning future, right? You shall do this, Mary. He says, you're blessed. Now, one thing I want you to see is that before before Mary agrees uh, to allow the Christ to be born through her, God already calls her blessed. He already said she's favored. He doesn't give her the blessing and the favor. After she's done it, he does it well before then. The angel comes from God with the word on his lips. Mary, you are blessed and you are favored before she even does anything. Which is what the father does. If you remember at the beginning of the Lord Jesus's ministry, when he stood there at the river Jordan, how he was baptized and he came up and the Holy Spirit descended upon him uh, as like a dove. And the Bible says that God spoke out of the clouds. He spoke and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased Before Jesus ever casts out the first devil, before he does his first miracle, before he heals anybody, before he raises anybody from the dead, before he resists the devil, which he's about to do what we call the mountain temptation. God already says from the get go, before he does any works, I am well pleased with you. Meaning his works do not bring him into the pleasing state. You're already pleasing to God. Please realize this. You're not working to be pleased in the sight, to be pleased in the sight of God. You already are. You're not working to be blessed in the sight of God. You already are blessed. And that's the failure of so many. We want to do right. We want to really do this so that we can be pleasing in the sight of God. And our heart is in the right place. It really, really is. We want to do our best to be pleasing in the sight of God. But God is already pleased. As a matter of fact, we're working because he is pleased. We're working because he is, because we are favored in his sight. If we're working to make God pleased with us, if we're working to make God happy with us, what happens when we don't work? What happens when things happen and you can't get up and pray anymore? Oh, you can't study your Bible more. What, what happens then? What, what, is, what is your opinion of, of yourself? Or how do you think that God thinks about you then? Are you hearing? Amen. Let's make sure the foundation is correct. Make sure the foundation is correct. And so he says, you're going to conceive in your womb. In other words, you're going to capture a seed in your womb. You're going to capture a seed. Now, Mary captured physically. She gave birth to Christ physically. You're also going to capture in your womb that is in your spirit. You're going to capture a word from God in your spirit, man. And you're going to bring forth a vision. God, that seed may come to you in form of a dream. You say, my goodness, I think the Lord wants me to do this. I see this happening. I see a food bank. I see a marriage ministry. I see a couple's retreat. I see a new business. I see myself here. I see myself doing that. God gives it to you in a seed. I see myself making movies. I see myself writing books. I see myself singing. I see this. God gives it to you in the form of a seed. But see, if you look at you, you will abort the seed before you even get it. The angel Gabriel said, you will conceive. In other words, you're going to capture the seed in your womb. You're going to capture it. Remember the sower the Lord Jesus gave the, the parable of the sower and the seed. Some, some fell among what, the wayside, some fell among stony ground, some fell among weeds and, and, and thorns, and some fell on good ground. In order for you to produce in this season, you're going to have to capture the seed of God's word. Now again, some of that will go past or we will have a difficult time with it because we remember the last time. The last time I tried that. The last time you tried that, the devil was there blocking you. You said, I can't do this. I won't do this again. I'll never say that. I just won't say anything again. I just won't say anything again. I just won't try this again. What's that That little rope pulling on your neck? I just won't do it. I just won't say anything. I just won't go. I just won't do. I I just sit here. I just won't do anything. I just I just mind my own business. I just be by myself. That little rope. But you're big enough now to flip that rope, just and move on with yourself. Is God pleased with you? Oh, uh, let's let me ask that again. Is God pleased with you? Yes why because of Jesus because if his righteousness is given to you through Christ Jesus let that be established if that's not established that devil's going to hoodwink you are you hearing Amen. he says you're going to capture a seed and hear me saints of God let that same word be spoken over you You're going to capture a seed because as Mary was highly favored in the presence of God, guess what? So are you. As Mary was blessed among other women or among other humans, so are you. It's the same word that God gave to Mary. It's the same word he's given to you today. And I pray that this word is met with faith. And you say, yes. I pray that this word troubles you like it troubled Mary in the beginning. What, me? Me? Me, God? You're going to use me? Let's talk about this for a moment. You're going to use me? Trouble because you believe. This is what God is saying to you. It's time for you to come up and come out. Look at this. Uh, verse number 30. And the angel said to her, fear not Mary, for thou shalt, for thou hast found favor with God. Again, before she even does anything. Thou hast found favor with God, verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Verse 32. He shall be great. Now, want you notice the what the angel is doing here. Mary, his... <laughs> Mary's still standing there. Whoa, at all the word of God. I want you to picture in your mind what Mary's doing, how she's acting, and see also what the angel is doing, okay? So let's back up just for a second once again, verse number 30. Now we know verse 29, she's thinking. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, she's thinking. She's troubled. The word troubled there means to be shaken. You're shaken to your core. You're shaken to your core. Okay, 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 okay. The angel has to tell her in verse number 30, fear not. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Look at verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Verse 32. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. We'll talk about that in a minute. Verse number 33. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There shall be no end. Then said Mary to the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. How is this going to happen? After the angel tells her you're going to conceive. After that point, he begins just, he's just praising now. This is what he's going to be. Angels just praising. He's just praising, thinking about the goodness of the Lord. He's just praising. He's just praising. He's just praising. Oh, some good things going to happen. Mary Mary is still stuck right there. But how should this be? Sing, I know not a man. How should this be? You told me I'm going to, she, no. she's still right there. I'm going to conceive. Okay, conceive. Oh, and he's going to be great. He's going to do great things. She's going to be, isn't that? How am I going to conceive? Are you hearing? She, can you see her still right here? And he's going on. Let's look at this again. And uh, verse number 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. Listen. The first impression or it's natural when God gives you a big vision, it is natural for you to always go and look for somebody else to help you. It is natural. I'm going to find the help to do all this. How should this be? I don't have the connections. How how can this be? I don't I don't. How how can this be? Who is going to help me? How can it, I know how this is normally done? Angel, I've never I've, it's never happened to me before. I'm a virgin, but I know how this is happening. I know how this happens. And you need somebody to help you to get to get to get to that place. Yeah, amen, amen. We may say, Lord, I know how this is going to happen. You say, I'm going to be a singer. I know I'm supposed to have this record contract. You know, I got to meet this and that and the other. You say, I'm going to be a builder. I've got to have this, that, the other. We can go down all the list of the ways that the other people have done it. The Lord said, yeah, yeah, but that's not going to be you. I'm going to take you through another way. Can he take you through another way? Now he says, she says, how should this be? Can this be? Since not seeing I know not a man. In other words, how can I capture a seed without a man? Or how can I get ahead without somebody else's help? Or when God gives you something big, you, again, we first look to other people to, to help us because it's so big, it's so huge. The natural response is look to other people, but it is the God response in this age to look to God. He will empower you, which is what we see here. Look at the very next verse here. Look at that very next verse. Very next verse says here, well, what verse was that? Verse twenty uh, thirty four, verse thirty five says the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost. And yeah, I think we're going to stop here today. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Mary says. How am I going to do this? How am I going to feed the community? How am I going to feed the nation? How am I going to do what you call me to do? There's nobody with me. How how, how am I going to do this? The angel says, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. God. He says, the Holy Ghost shall, look look at that again. What would the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Now, she's familiar with this. Remember, Mary is a good Jewish girl, and Jewish parents really raised their children up to know the Word. That phrase, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, Holy Ghost comes upon you, that's what happened to the kings. That's what happened to the prophets. Especially there in, um, with the strong man Samson, whenever he, did a, when he was about to do something big, The Bible says the spirit of the Lord came upon him. When David became king, the the spirit of the Lord left Saul and came upon David. So she knew, okay, Holy Spirit, God will come upon me. Holy Ghost will come upon me. In other words, he's going to supernaturally empower me to do something that I was not able to do before. He's going to equip me. So she understood this. The Holy Ghost, OK, is going to come upon me. OK, he's going to quit me. And but then he goes even further and, and says the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. This is where we want to stop today. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee or the power of the most high shall overshadow thee. What does it mean to be overshadowed? When a shadow comes in, when a shadow comes in, it comes in and it comes upon the whole place. Much like you see there on Mount of Transfiguration when the Shekinah glory of God began to fill the mountain. And there was all the glory of God all around them and they could see eventually the disciples saw no one but Jesus. When God overshadows you, there'll be several key points. One, you will finally realize that nobody can help you and nothing can help you but him. That he is your only source. Not one of them, but your only source. In order to birth this, this is going to have to come from him and through him. He is the first source just like um, he did with Adam and Eve in the beginning. God called Adam to name all the animals, and he did so. And and as Adam was naming all the creatures that came before him, he realized that there was nobody, nothing there that could help him fulfill his mission and his purpose and his calling. Because God had told told him, hey, you're going to rule of the earth, you're going to be fruitful, and you're going to multiply. And Adam realized that there was nothing there for him to be fruitful and multiply with. Now, God had already seen this and said well before it's not good for man to be alone not because he's lonely how can man be lonely in the presence of God he is love God is love it was not good for him to be alone or all one alone or all one he needs another to complete the destiny to multiply so God already knew it's not good so he said uh, Adam Adam start naming him. He let Adam see what he didn't know. And when Adam finished naming everything and realized there's no one here for me, a sleep, a deep sleep fell on him. God overshadowed him and opened up his ribs, opened up his side, right? And took a rib out and made a woman. And then Adam woke up and said, hubba, hubba, hubba. (laughs) She wasn't like the animal. She wasn't like the lion, the tiger, the bear, the antelope, the deer. She wasn't like any of the whole board. And he said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Because she was taken out of the man. What did he do? Before he went to sleep, he was naming the animals. When he got back up to sleep, you will be called saying the same thing, doing the same thing. He said, You should be called woman. You were taken out of a man. Woe man. Man with a womb. You should be called woe man. And he found the help, but only after God overshadowed and surely Mary would have the help he would have Joseph on standby he would have these uh, kings with gold, frankincense and myrrh who would be standing by to support because our father's not a deadbeat daddy, he gonna send some child support he gonna support his child hallelujah hallelujah at the birth, here's some gold. At the birth, here's some frankincense and myrrh. At the birth, I'm going to give you what you need. But Mary had to come to the point, oh, the only place, the only reason, the only way she was able to receive the seed or conceive the seed, she had to first be the Holy Spirit had to come upon her, and then he had to overshadow her. Well, you see, nothing but God, nothing but him. You have to get to the place where everything else burns off. Stop looking for this person. Stop looking for that person. Stop looking for the money. Stop looking for the bank loan. Stop looking at this. Stop looking at that. These connections, Lord, it's going to be you. And we place ourselves in the position where we receive only him. And we seize the seed. And it begins to grow on the inside of us. And it begins to produce. And the Father is our source. There's so much more we can say, but we're going to stop here for the day. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your people will conceive the seed that you are giving unto them. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus with every fiber of my being. Lord, I pray that they will receive again the vision, that they will receive again the dream, the words that you have given unto them that they will conceive it on the inside of them and that they will not disqualify themselves based on their connections or their ability or their strength or their health or their education but Lord they will conceive it knowing that you are good father knowing that you are the good daddy and that you will always provide for the vision that you're birthing on the inside of us and that you will birth out of us. Father we thank you and it is said if it is your will it is your bill. Father I thank you that as you are birthing out these visions in this season that you will provide amply provide, fully provide, overflowing provide for the vision for the sons and daughters that you're birthing in the earth today and they'll have all the help that they need. They'll have all the help that they need. They'll have all the resources that they need. And Father I thank thank you that you shall overshadow your people. You shall overshadow your people. You shall overshadow your people. Not only is the Holy Spirit in them, but he will come up on them to effect a change in the world around them. I thank you, Lord, that they will break those ropes, those cords of the devil. And they will not be bound or limited by the restraints of this world. No longer limited, no longer restrained. But they will come out in the power of the Spirit. I pray today, Lord, that you will cause your people to arise and to awaken. And become all that you've called them to be. Let this be the beginning of days as you send them forth as light into the world. I ask you to bless your people, my God. Bless them, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. And for those of you that are in this house today, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. In other words, you have not received Jesus, the true seed of God. You're going to have to humble yourself and realize that you can't fix your life As we've said on multiple occasions, a drowning man cannot save himself. You have to come to the point when you realize that God is your only source and your only supply, and you will receive the seed of salvation and be born again. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How are you saved? By believing in Jesus. For well, the word of God declares, for God so, gave, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son to the world to condemn the world, but that through him that the world might be saved. You simply have to believe in Jesus. Confess your sins before him and walk upright before him. He will show you how to do this. There's no magical prayer. There's no magic formula. Just get along with yourself. Get along by yourself. And ask God to fill your heart. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. And he'll do that. He won't play hide and seek with you. When you come, when you seek him, you will find it. Praise God. If you made that decision today to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, we want to see you here today at the altar and let us pray with you. And those of you that are online, make sure you go to our website at kingdomrock.org. kingdomrock.org we we'll would be glad to pray with you and let us know of the decision that you made today to be a follower of Christ and to let Jesus in your heart and life today. Amen. God bless you. See you next time. Bye bye bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at KingdomRock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.